0: Hello, and welcome back to Cape Corner, where we explore the history, story, and cultural impact of a different character or group every episode. I'm Blue. And I'm Jay. And we're doing another video game episode today. Uh, Hang on. uh, Do you know who Don Doya is? I do not. He's a a Dragon Ball uh, video game YouTuber. Um, He plays a lot of Dragon Ball fighters. And there's this running joke ever since the announcement of uh, Dragon Ball Z, Budokai, Senkaichi 4, that he just opens every single one of his videos with like with the recent announcement of Dragon Ball Z, Kites, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, so, with the recent announcement of Mortal Kombat 1, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, we figured that we would do a Mortal Kombat episode. I'm probably gonna name this episode Combatants with a K. Okay. Um, Because, like, that's, I guess, what you would call the group name. Um, But we're we're talking about Mortal Kombat today. Um, So I would like to ask you, uh, what experience do you have with the Mortal Kombat franchise? Because you didn't grow up in the 90s like I did, so it wasn't all pervasive for you.
1: The only exposure I've ever had to it is occasionally I'll see a meme for it and that the blue guy has ice powers and that I know there's a movie but I've never seen it.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> wow, so you really know fucking nothing about it.
1: Yeah, literally
0: nothing. Do you know what like the selling point of it as a fighting game is compared to other fighting games? It's very gory. Yes. I know for back then it just most
1: games weren't like that.
0: Yes. Um uh one of the big like fighting game um rivalries, I guess, is Street Fighter versus Mortal Kombat. And uh you go to Mortal Kombat if you want just ridiculously brutal uh fights. And I, I wouldn't say Street Fighter is just like more PG. It's it's you go to Street Fighter if you want more anime shenanigans. I, mm. I guess I'd say that. Um which also includes the horny, but don't worry, Mortal Kombat is also completely ripe with the horny. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, well, first, I want you to know that Mortal Kombat is a cultural phenomenon. Um, coming out in the early 90s, it took the fighting game world by storm. Um, kids would absolutely clamor to Uh, the arcade cabinets, uh, and when parents found out what their kids were playing, they got so angry that their kids were playing these heathenistic, gory fighters um, that the ESRB system was created in response to Mortal Kombat. Really? Yes. Uh, There was no official video game rating system prior to Mortal Kombat.
1: That's amazing, actually.
0: um yeah uh the the games were huge um and you know teens love rebelling against their parents so the more parents got angry about mortal Kombat, the more the kids loved playing mortal combat um, and uh in 1995 there was a movie um and it, it was a mid-90s low-budget new line cinema movie um so I wouldn't call it a cinematic masterpiece or anything, but I would call it really fucking fun to watch to this day. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, I had to take a summer call. And uh, okay. and then they came out with a sequel, which is one of the worst movies of all time. Um, it immediately recasted everybody but two characters uh, it, it's just it's got some of the worst line deliveries of all time <laughs> some of the worst CGI of all time uh, oh trust me uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation is just bad uh, if you're ever looking for a giggle um, with like a 10 second clip um, look up Too Bad You Will Die <laughs> um, all right. the character Sindel Uh, gets revived from the dead, and Kitana comes up, and she's like, Mother, you're alive. And Sindel's like, too bad, you will die. (laughs) That's great. One of the worst line reads ever, ever. it's so good. Um, Okay, so, the lore of Mortal Kombat. Uh, This is the shit that's gonna get insane. Okay. There are multiple realms of existence. Earth, Exists in what we would call Earth Realm. I believe at the start of the franchise as we know it, there are six. There's Earth Realm, Outworld, the Nether Realm, Edenia, and then two others that I can never fucking remember because they're really not that important to the story. I'm just putting it out there. They they pop up once or twice in like the spinoff games, but they're not that important. Uh, yeah. So those are the main four you want to know about. Um Edenia is like a cool sort of like fantasy-esque place. Outworld is like some post-apocalyptic dystopian shit. Earth realm is, you know, it's Earth. Um mm. and the Nether Realm is hell. Uh it's pretty much just hell. <laughs> so what happens it in eons past is that these realms, once they were able to travel to each other and make contact, you know, in ye olden days, what do you try and do? You try and conquer. So they were trying to conquer each other and there was bloody wars, you know, millions, billions of casualties. And so the elder gods that oversee the universe put a rule in place there will be no more bloody wars. No more senseless slaughter. If you want to conquer another, conquer with a K. Because um, they replace all the K, uh, all the C words with Ks uh, in this franchise. It's just a thing they do. Um, okay. If you want to conquer another realm, you have to do it above board. You have to do it. In Mortal Kombat bim, 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 bim bim bim, bim, bim bim bim. I fuck it's one of the best video game theme songs ever. Fight me. <laughs> Fight me to the Mortal Kombat theme song. <laughs> um and uh if somebody hasn't gathered my running joke, by the way, um it's that I know I'm not a singer and I sometimes actively go out of my way to make whatever song I'm singing sound bad. It's like that's like the meta joke. I tried making that sound bad just now, but <laughs> but I couldn't. <laughs> like I was like, I'm gonna do a nasally weird pitch for the but noise and yet it still sounded like the song. I was like shit. Um, Or maybe I'll listen back to the recording and be like, oh, no, that actually did sound bad. Who knows? Uh, Anyway, so they invented the Mortal Kombat tournament. Mm -hmm. And what happens is a realm will choose a handful of its best fighters. Uh, It's a a once-in-a-generation type deal. So whatever this era of your realm is able to produce in terms of best warriors, that's who can be on your team. And There's not really, like, a strict limit to how many you could have. Theoretically, people could maybe enter an army, but they only ever really do, like, a handful of their top-tier warriors, so I don't know. Um, Mm. Maybe there are rules, but they never say them, so, like, whatever. Uh, And what happens is, if you win the tournament, you do not automatically gain ownership of the other uh, realm. Because what if your realm is just in a shitty generation? What if you're dealing with, um, I don't know, the boomer generation, which expects everything to be hand-fed to them and never puts in any effort, but swears up and down that they're the toughest of all the generations? Um, Yeah, you know, wouldn't it suck to have your entire livelihood subjugated for eternity because those were the guys that lost the tournament? So. Because the absorption of a realm is a big cosmic deal, the requirements are very high. You have to win 10 Mortal Kombat tournaments in a row. Jesus. This is like a thousand year ordeal of proving that you are superior to this other uh, realm. Only Only then do the Elder Gods sanction you absorbing them.
1: I mean, that's fair, honestly.
0: Yeah, I, it makes sense. Uh, again, you're you're consolidating part of the universe. <laughs> so it, it's got to be difficult. Yeah. Um, so in Mortal Kombat 1, at the start of the game, this is the stakes. Earthrealm has lost to Outworld nine times in a row. This is the 10th Mortal Kombat tournament. And if Earthrealm loses this one, then they will forever be subjugated by Outworld and its Emperor, Shao Kahn. Um, The voice that you hear in the games that's like fight, fatality, all that, that is Shao Kahn speaking. Hmm. Um, And he is a, a a real bastard man um let me show you what shao khan looks like bear in mind they look different at every single fucking game so i'm not sending you 11 images i'm just sending you like the first image that pops up um but it still gives you a feel for like what their general look and aesthetic is like damn all right yeah kind
1: of gives me like shredder vibes
0: if Shredder instead of using hand claws used a giant fuck you hammer, then yes, <laughs> um, like a big mallet is basically what he uses. Uh, so Raiden, uh, the the god of lightning and the protector of Earthrealm, uh, he is the one charged with assembling uh, a team to combat, to, to K-combat uh, Outworld's forces. Um, here's Raiden. Oh, okay. Um, I also want to point out that the first Mortal Kombat game started with seven asterisk characters um, and the theme song lists them. Um, it's Kano, Liu Kang, Raiden, Johnny Cage, Scorpion, Sub-Zero, and Sonya. Though there was a secret 8th fighter. Um, reptile. Uh, he's a green ninja. Because back in the arcade cabinet days, their space for the game was very limited. And this was one of the first games that was using like still pictures of live-action people um, that were like used frame by frame to simulate motion and that took up a lot of the game's programming space and so they had enough space for six characters but they wanted a seven so they took um i can't remember if it was sub-zero or scorpion first but they took whoever they had made and then just palette swapped them So now they had a blue ninja and a yellow ninja. Um, Oh, okay. I think they had Scorpion first, and they palette-swapped him to make Sub-Zero, and they just took away his um, get-over-here move and replaced the fireball with an ice ball, basically. And they were like, Mm -hmm. new character. Um, And then they were like, now we'll make a secret character, Reptile, who they replaced the ice ball with a poison ball, and they make him green. Um, and if you knew about Reptile like if you were at the arcade cabinet in the early 90s and you were like bet you guys didn't know about this and you managed to unlock Reptile you would be the coolest fucking kid because <laughs> secret characters weren't a thing in video games back then that's one of the first instances of a secret character in a game oh really? Yeah, oh, that, what you saw is what you got.
2: <laughs> <laughs> really
1: out um, okay, there, so, certain trends.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm I'm telling you, Mortal Kombat was foundational for video games as we know it today. Uh,
2: there's amazing. a reason it
0: has such a devoted fan base and why it's still going strong today. Mm. Um, it it hit a lull period in the PS2 era. Um, the games that they were making weren't well received, weren't played a whole lot. There wasn't a lot of buzz or groundswell going on back then, but then around the PS3 is when their big resurgence happened. Um,
2: So, okay, Raiden.
0: He is tasked to gather combatants. So, his first stop is the Shaolin Temple, where he gets Liu Kang, who is kind of like the protagonist of mortal Kombat? Mm-hmm. he is definitely the protagonist of the movie um
2: here's what lu kang looks like
0: he is based quite a lot on bruce lee
1: yeah i can heavily see that
0: um so uh oh Now I'll talk about another person raiding... Oh, there's not much to say about Liu Kang. He's a good guy. He's a warrior of light. He shoots a fireball, and he does the bicycle kick, which is one of the most ridiculous fighting game moves. I love it. He literally, like, jumps at you, leans back, so it's, like, feet first... And then he starts wheeling his legs in place like he's riding a bicycle and he's kicking you and the momentum keeps going forward much farther than physics should allow. Okay. He, he gives you like <laughs> a dozen of those kicks before he like hops back and lands on the ground again. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so stupid. I love it. Um, so fun fact about Mortal Kombat, it was originally going to be a john claude van damme fighting game Um, really yeah but john claude van damme thought he was too good and too serious of an actor for fight uh, for video games so they said okay well we're just gonna steal your likeness then this is johnny cage Uh, okay. Johnny Cage is a Hollywood actor um, who is also a good martial artist, and he is one of the combatants that gets recruited as well, um, because Raiden senses a hidden power deep within him that he hasn't really tapped into yet. Um, Johnny Cage is a dick, and he's one of the best characters in the series, because uh, where Luke where Kang is a good guy, he's also incredibly milquetoast. Um, Johnny is the spice that we need in the series. Uh, He's where a lot of the funny comes from, a lot of the personality. Um, They would also recruit a member of the Special Forces. Uh, I'm not going to send you pictures of all these people. It's going to take too much time, but uh, you can look them up if you're interested. Sonya Blade is a member of the Special Forces. She is the first Mortal Kombat girl. Um, She's you know, your standard military brat type character. Uh, hmm. Wait, oh, I'm sorry. I just saw a thing. Uh, apparently Mortal Kombat 1 will feature Jean-Claude Van Damme as Johnny Cage. What the fuck? Damn. Okay, I I guess that's getting brought full circle. Well, anyway, uh, if if that is to be believed. Well, it says it from Polygon, they're usually pretty reputable. Huh. All right. Well, anyway, sorry, distraction. Um. So, Raiden's got Liu Kang. He's got Sonya. He's got uh, Johnny. They're like the main ones. Um. Sonya also has a beef with a criminal, the head of the Black Dragon Clan, Kano. Kano is a weapons smuggler. He's a drug dealer. He's a murderer. And uh, he's got a cybernetic right eye, um, a cyborg implant that shoots a laser. Um, And Kano murdered her partner. So she wants revenge on him. Kano, I believe, gets hired by Outworld to fight on their behalf. So he does not fight as a member of Earthrealm. I think Sub-Zero, the blue ninja, the ice guy, is fighting on the side of Earthrealm and Scorpion is fighting on the side of Outworld. Because Outworld often allies with the Netherrealm. And the Netherrealm has a sorcerer named Quan Chi. Quan Chi is basically the ruler of the Netherrealm, right? Mm-hmm. So here's where we get into the story about Sub-Zero and Scorpion. Sub-Zero is a man named Bihan. And Scorpion uh, is named Hanzo Hisashi. Uh, so, Bihan is part of the Lin Kuei ninja clan, and Scorpion is part of the Shirai Ryu. Scorpion okay. believes that the Shirai Ryu, his clan, and his family were all slaughtered by the Lin Kuei. Led by Bihan, so he got killed. He was so angry and vengeful, his spirit went to the nether realm, and there, Quan Chi promised him a chance at revenge. He turned him into a specter. So now he is a skull-faced man, but like he he has his. Face and his mask still, but he can literally rip his face off, and he's uh, he's got a skull head that breathes fire. Damn. Yeah. So he has control over fire now because of the powers of the nether uh, nether world nether realm. Sorry. Um. Hmm. And he wants revenge on Sub Zero. Now, Sub Zero didn't actually kill his family. Quan Chi did but he was shape-shifted to look like Sub-Zero when he did it. So Quan Shi manipulated this to get a perfect, powerful, loyal warrior. Okay. <clears throat> um, and Sub-Zero could very easily be like, hold on, I didn't kill your family. What are you talking about? Do you think maybe you're getting played? But there's a lot of pride. There's beef between the Lin Kuei and the Shirai Rayu. Ryu. So when he sees this dude rolling up to fight him, he doesn't want to try talking it out. He just wants to kick his ass and prove that he's better. And because he's prideful, he winds up getting murdered by this um, superpowered being. Uh, so Behan winds up dying, and guess what? His soul also goes to the nether realm. <laughs> and Quan Chi imbues him with shadow powers and he becomes Noob Saibot. Um Now you might go, Noob, <laughs> funny name. Uh, the the actual term Noob in like the video game community hadn't been coined yet, this predates that. Um, and the reason his name is Noob Cybot is because if Boone and Tobias spelled backwards, um, and those are the two guys that made Mortal Kombat. Okay. So they were referencing their own names. Um, so Sub-Zero, or Bihan's younger brother, Kui Lang, uh, he had been going by the codename Tundra, but now that his brother was dead, he became the new Sub-Zero. So from Mortal Kombat 2 onwards, Sub-Zero is a different guy. Than he was in Mortal Kombat 1. Uh
1: do they acknowledge that later in the series? I'm just yes. curious. Okay.
0: Um, because uh you can have Sub Zero fighting Noob Cybot. And it, the as the games go on, like once they get past the arcade cabinet era, they actually start doing like story cut scenes and whatnot, and you don't just have to Gather the story from either watching the movie or reading the manual or the side of the arcade cabinet or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, uh, they do wind up acknowledging that story beat uh, in later games. So the Mortal Kombat tournament is being fought um, and eventually. The last man standing in the roster is Liu Kang. And Liu Kang has to fight against Shang Tsung. I haven't even mentioned him yet, have I? Fuck. Okay, Shang Tsung is the Outworld's sorcerer. He is an immortal being, an old-ass man, who, whenever he beats somebody, when he goes to kill them, he steals their soul and absorbs it into himself. And whatever fighting abilities they had he gains so he is trained in like a thousand different styles of fighting um Mm -hmm. everything from samurai to gladiator to ninjutsu to whatever um because every time he kills a warrior with a fighting style that he does not already possess he gets their fighting style added to his repertoire So, he's a major threat. Um, and Liu Kang has to fight him. It's a big old pow, pow, kapow, but eventually Liu Kang wins. He wins the first World Combat Tournament, or the first one that we see, and he breaks the chain, and now Earthrealm is safe from Outworld for at least another thousand years. Okay. Yeah. And- it's a great day, and it's a happily ever after. Nothing bad will ever happen again. So in Mortal Kombat 2, <laughs> um, Outworld is like, hey, Earth Realm guys, compadres, how's it going? Uh, that was fun, right? How we almost subjugated you for eternity. Hey, listen, um... We got a cool idea. Uh, you know, the Mortal Kombat tournaments are pretty fun, right? But they're... Psh, if you ask me, they're getting a little stale, right? <laughs> so how about we spice things up a little bit? How about, we, how about we do another tournament, dude? How about we do a big old tournament? And this time, um, if we win, uh, you could agree that we don't have to beat you 10 times in a row um if we win we just we just own you um but i know you might go but out world why would we want to do that well i'll tell you why buddy boy because if you win we will never bother you again pinky promise and they say yes they agree to oh that God. why would they do that <laughs> So Shang Tsung um, gets bestowed his youth uh, once again by Shao Kahn, who's like, All right, you fucked it up last time. You fucked this up again. I will murder you. I'm giving you some more power. Don't screw this up, dude. I want that realm. Uh, So they wind up adding new fighters. Let me actually look at the. Mortal Kombat roster. Uh, list of Mortal Kombat characters. Oh, shit. I forgot to mention. Okay. Um, Goro was also in the first Mortal Kombat game. He, you know Forearms from Ben mm-hmm. 10? Yeah. Um, he seems to be heavily inspired by Goro. Um, in fact, I think... In Benton Alien Force, um, the ponytail and the weird harness outfit that Forum starts wearing is pretty much what Goro looks like. Just okay. not dead. Um, But yeah, so Goro is a big forearmed guy. He is a Shokan, not to be confused with Shao Kahn. Uh, a-, a Shokan is a race from Outworld, and he is the Shokan prince. And there's two different clans of Shokan. There's the Dragon Clan and the Tiger Clan. He's part of the Dragon Clan, which basically just means his skin is slightly scalier than you might expect. Um, and he's got a couple like spikes coming out of him in certain areas. Um, the Tiger Clan straight up looks like buff ass, bald ass, four armed humanoid Tiger men. Um, and there is one named Kintaro, but he won't appear for a while. So Liu Kang actually had to fight Goro and beat him before he fought Shang Tsung. That's the only thing I miss.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. Um, and I should also say Goro is the reason that Outworld won nine tournaments in a row because he was their ace spider. Mm-hmm. So beating him was a big deal. Um, so in Mortal Kombat 2, uh, they are doing that other tournament that I mentioned. They added in Baraka, who is uh, Tarkatan, uh, he's the Tarkatan General. So Tarkatans are dudes with big, scary, spiky mouths, and they can make arm blades come out, out of their wrists. Um, you know how the Deadpool from X-Men Origins Wolverine had those stupid big katanas coming out of his wrists?
1: hmm Yeah.
0: It's like that. Oh, God. <laughs> um, but except... Uh, much more serrated, jagged blades, and much more threatening, and not dumb looking. Um, uh, Jade, uh, she is the green girl ninja. I-, I should say that there's a few different, th- like there's a few different palette swap um, archetypes. There's the ninjas, there's the girl ninjas, and there's the robots. <laughs> um, hmm. Yeah, Jade is the Green Girl Ninja. Her thing is making like Green Lantern style energy weapons, usually in the form of a staff or whatever. Um, and I adore her. She is my Mortal Kombat waifu. Um, what?
1: Nothing. <laughs> I just wasn't expecting that. That's all.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Jax, who he's also a member of the special forces, he is um, Sonia's new partner. And Jax gets his arms destroyed and replaced with giant, muscly robot arms. Um, not like, not like biotech. Like they're just metal, but they're specifically sculpted to look muscular.
1: Damn.
0: Yeah. Um, so the way he loses his arms is different in in, in different continuities. Um, in Mortal Kombat, Annihilation, that terrible 1997 movie. He literally just has, like, armor put on top of his arms willingly, and he can just take it off, and it's fucking dumb. That movie sucks. Um, uh, I, I don't know how it happens in the original continuity. I know in the reboot, which we'll get to later, um... Ermac is a telekinetic ninja that explodes his arms. Um, Mm. And in the new movie, uh, Jax is fighting Sub-Zero, and Sub-Zero freezes both of his arms and shatters them all. Um, And uh, regardless, he always loses his fucking arms, and he gets them uh, replaced with big robot arms. Uh, This is also the game where Kintaro appears, that tiger Shokan I mentioned. Um, yeah. Uh, his thing is that he can breathe fire, which Goro cannot do. Uh, we get Katana. She. Okay, so Jade is her retainer. She's like her assistant, right? Uh, Katana is the blue girl ninja of the series. And she <coughs> was the princess of Adenia, uh, one of the other realms I mentioned. Adenia got conquered by Outworld. And the Adenian king, her father, was murdered by Shao Kahn. And Shao Kahn not only murdered him and conquered his realm, but then he took his wife as his own and adopted his daughter.
1: Damn.
0: So Sindel, the queen of Adenia, was now the empress of Outworld, and Kitana became the princess of Outworld. Um, and uh, but she fucking hates shao Kahn. she wants revenge for her dad so even though she's technically part of outworld's team she acts like a double agent and tries to help earth beat them mm. um and as a result jade also pretty much helps them because you know she's sort of just a ride or die for katana originally um And while I'm talking about Katana, we got like a minute and a half left before our our force break, Uh, but Melina. So Melina is a clone of Katana. She is the pink girl ninja, but they couldn't properly clone her. There were missing DNA sequences. So they filled in those DNA sequences with Tarkatan DNA. So they're, they're the girl ninjas, they wear masks. If Katana takes off her mask, she looks like a normal lady. When Melina takes hers off, she's got this big, scary, toothy smile that goes, like, from ear to ear. So she looks way more monstrous.
1: I think I remember seeing something, uh, her, actually.
0: Uh, Google Melina, because we got less than a minute, so that'll be a good way to fill in the time. It's M-I-L-E-E-N-A.
1: Oh, yeah, I have seen her.
0: Yeah, she's a fan favorite. All the monster fuckers love her. (laughs) Can can you have my number? (laughs) Are you also a monster fucker?
1: No. (laughs) Okay. I'd make an exception for her though.
0: I I gotcha. (laughs) Um I'm just saying Jade is right there and she doesn't have scary teeth. Uh, all right, I'll I'll continue talking about these guys in in a minute when we come back. I'm not going to talk about every
1: character.
0: Howdy. Okay, I was just saying I'm not going to talk about every character in the series. By the way, there's like a fucking over a hundred of them. I'm only spending time on all of the MK2 ones because they're still part of like the iconic roster. Um. Okay. Okay. So uh noob saibot who i mentioned before he appears in this game uh shao Kahn is first playable in this game um and the, the last one introduced in Mortal combat 2 is smoke who he's a green ninja who his par- is uh power is uh you know smoke mm-hmm. um which sounds like it might be dumb until you realize that if he gets his, one of his fatalities is he puts both his hands on you and he um smoke cooks you from the inside out. Damn. Yeah. Harsh. Yeah. <laughs> um the fatalities in this game are insane. Like they, they get creative with how you can kill people. Um mm-hmm. all right. Uh so with the story of Mortal Kombat 2 basically culminates in exactly the same fucking thing. Um, Liu Kang is the last man standing. He beats Shang Tsung again. Um, but now Shao Kahn steps out to fight him. And it's a much harder fight, but Liu Kang barely manages to clutch a win. And now the, the Outworld is no longer able to legally challenge uh, them to Mortal Kombat ever. So in Mortal Kombat 3, they go, fuck this. We're just going to invade them. (laughs) Um, So the Elder Gods said, seriously, guys, you can't do that. You better fight Mortal Kombat. We'll get upset. But the Elder Gods are that kind of boss that is constantly talking about how they'll take disciplinary action, but they're never really paying attention. Um, mm-hmm. And so you can just constantly get away with whatever, because um, they don't really do anything. Uh, in fact, Khan famously calls them toothless dragons. That's great. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's it's such a great turn of phrase. Um, so, but bearing that in mind, uh, before Sindel died, because I, by the way, she died um she knowing that Shao Kahn is a shit um with her dying breath put up a sort of realm force field between outworld and earth realm and they cannot send a full invasion force in until that force field is gone so uh working with both Shang Tsung and Quan Chi Uh, Shao Kahn gets them to resurrect Sindel from the dead and while they're at it brainwash her so that she's actually evil like Shao Kahn Um, Mm -hmm. and with her being revived from death her spell ends her force field thing goes away and so they just invade the earth Um, this is also where they start to bring in the robot characters. Um, the the story beat here is that the, the Lin Kuei uh, Sub-Zero's ninja clan has started doing what they call the cyber initiative, where, willingly or not, they are turning a bunch of their own ninjas into robots.
2: Yeah. They're,
0: replacing all their body parts with mechanical parts um, and turning them into robots. Uh, so uh, we get characters like Cyrax, who is the yellow robot. Uh, we get Ermac, who is the red ninja. He's He is a legion of like a thousand souls. Um, and apparently that makes him telekinetic. So uh, Cabal, he's really cool. He's like a burn victim wearing a gas mask and he's got two hook swords and he is super fast. His uh, most annoying move is that he runs back and forth um, across the screen and he runs past the opponent and they start spinning in place and it's like a stun move.
1: That actually sounds pretty cool.
0: It is. He is very fun to play. (laughs) Um... Yeah, a lot of these Mortal Kombat 3 characters are not, like, notable. Like, nobody gives a shit about Chameleon um, or Chameleon. There's two Chameleons, but one's a girl. And one and the girl one's spelled with a K. It's fucking dumb. Anyway, um, Motaro, he's a big Centaur guy. What do I have to say about him? That he's a big Centaur guy. That's about it. Um Rain, he's gotten some play in more recent games. Uh, he's the purple ninja. He's got water manipulation. He's fine. I think he was like royalty in Adenia. Um, but as far as I'm aware, he's not like actually related to Katana or anything. Or no, he he was royalty in some other realm.
1: Uh, oh, okay.
0: Yeah, he's he becomes more important later on uh, when these characters Taven and Dagan appear, but. I don't really know a whole lot about that, but uh, Nightwolf, he's a Native American dude, and as a result, he gets the power of animal spirits. Um, you know, racism aside, they really do do their best to make him one of the coolest fucking guys in the series, as like it, an apology.
1: <laughs> it seems like I, forget, I forgot about that. Like a lot of the older media has low-key racism like that
0: (laughs) it does because that was all anybody knew about native americans was that oh yeah they're like trackers and they like commune with animal spirits or some shit right Mm. um but bear in mind that while that is an extremely generic stereotype about an entire people that is really a bunch of different cultures um at the same time it's a step up from what the prior Hollywood industry representation of Native Americans was, which was they're crazy people that just get shot in westerns and don't think about it.
1: Yeah, that that representation was absolutely horrendous.
0: Yes, <laughs> they they were really just not characters. They they were not people. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so like anytime they do use Nightwolf in modern iterations, they go out of their way to make him one of the coolest fucking guys and I think that that actually is an apology for the low-key racist um, origin of the character. They're like, no, no, we don't actually want to like be assholes to Native American people so look, since we've already made the character, we can't really like change too much of that, but we can make him one of the strongest fucking guys in the series. How about that? <laughs>
1: At least they're trying. Yeah. I'll give them that. Unlike a lot of other companies that just don't.
0: Yeah. Um, Sector is the red robot. He's really fucking annoying because he shoots missiles. Um, I fucking hate him. He's also an asshole. He's like one of the few people that is like not only willing to join the cyber initiative he forcefully kidnaps the other Lin Kuei members. Cyrax got forcibly turned into a robot. Mm. Um, We see Shiva, who she's the first uh, female Shokan. Um, Sindel obviously appears in this. She is a banshee. She has a sonic scream attack and she's got super long hair that she can manipulate at will and she'll wrap you up in it um, and just bash you around like she's the Hulk and you're Loki. <laughs> um, she is a dangerous motherfucker. Oh, yeah, and Mortal Kombat 3 also introduces Striker. Striker is a cop. <laughs> oh, God. Um, and I, I recently watched Maximilian plays um, do a tier list on characters that he Wants to see return in the next Mortal Kombat game. Um, and he got to Stryker, he was like, you know what? I want to put this striker in like we don't need him, get rid of him. But I'll tell you what, he can come back is if you just go full ridiculous, go full commentary with it, make him the biggest bastard, um, make him an asshole, make like go a cab with him, and then he can come back.
1: I support that. That would be amazing, actually.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, and and they're the kind of guys that totally would do that. They're they're not shy about making commentary. Um, mm. uh, okay, so that uh, oh, uh, Mortal Kombat three. How does it actually end? Um, see now, now the part where I'm going to go from. Looking at the page of the roster, because that's pretty much all the iconic characters that people are going to think of. Um, and now I'm going to go to like the actual plot stuff. Um,
1: all right.
0: Let me see. Uh, do, do, do. Uh, Weary of continuous tournament losses. Shao Kahn and a 10,000 year old plan. Shadow Priest led by Shang Tsung revived Queen Sindel. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Oh yeah, she would be revived not in Outworld but in Earthrealm and that would allow Shao Kahn to cross the boundary lines to reclaim his queen and uh, when he reaches across dimensions to reclaim her as a result, Earthrealm gradually becomes part of Outworld uh, stripping billions of their souls. So yes, he starts forcibly merging the realms like that. Um, Raiden famously says he cannot interfere due to his status as a god i should say he's not an elder god there is a distinction there's a hierarchy there uh but because of his status he has no power in outworld um he is just the earth realm god uh and earth realm is partly merged with outworld so as a result he can't help um Uh, every. Uh, sorry, I'm I'm looking at the subplots. Uh, yeah. So, you. uh, Liu Kang is being hunted by Shao Kahn's extermination squads. Oh, I didn't mention Kung Lao, did I? No, you didn't. I must have accidentally skipped him. Okay, Kung Lao is Liu Kang's best friend. He is another Shaolin monk. And he is a descendant of the great Kung Lao, who was um, a Mortal Kombat uh, champion and Earthrealm's ace fighter back in the day. Oh, okay. So Kung Lao is a lot to live up to. His thing is that he's got one of those sun hats, like what uh, Raiden wears, but his Mm -hmm. has a blade all around the edge of it. So he uses his hat as a saw blade. I love that, actually. It's so cool. Dude, in the new movie, uh, he's fighting Nitara, who is, like, this big uh, winged lady. And he, like, jumps on her back. And he does a fatality streak from the games where he he's, like, riding her down to the ground. He takes his hat off, throws it at the ground. It hits the ground and is spinning in place. So it's just a saw blade in the ground, and he slams her into the ground, and she slides and gets slowly cut in half by his saw blade hat while he's on top of her. That's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, soulless machines. Uh, Jax discovers both Sonya and Kino. Uh,
2: bu- 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 bu-
0: Johnny Cage was apparently hunted down and killed. I don't remember that because I'm pretty sure he's alive in later things, but whatever.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, okay. It's not actually
0: saying how the game ends, Um, but I'm pretty sure they just repel the invasion. Uh, Not really that big of a deal, but except for the fact that like hundreds of thousands of people died, but whatever. So there is a side game, uh, Mortal Kombat uh, Mythology Sub-Zero. We're not going to talk about that because it's a weird game um, that doesn't really have a bearing on the main plot. Um, It's a prequel thing. It talks about Bihan. Apparently, he used to be like a hero or some shit, whatever. Who cares? Mortal Kombat 4. um, I don't even know what the plot is of this. Oh. Thousands of years before the setting of the first game, Shinnok, one of the Elder Gods who controls one of the six realms, he, he controls the Nether Realm. Okay. Um, he w- used to be an Elder God and he got banished by the other Elder Gods because he was real fucking evil. Um, Raiden managed to defeat him a long time ago. Uh, but now Shinnok has escaped from the Nether Realm with the help of Quan Chi, seeks vengeance against the Elder Gods. Um, there is a traitor in Adenia named Tanya uh, he works with her, he goes after Adenia um, and Raiden requests the help of the Earthrealm warriors to stop Shinnok's menace and that's pretty much what Mortal Kombat 4 is um, this is where we get into the PS2 era where they're not as good um, okay <clears throat> World Combat 5, Deadly Alliance. Uh, Deadly Alliance. Well, the titular Deadly Alliance is that Shang Sung and Quan Chi decide to work together. Um, and uh, I think this is the game where Onaga appears, or no, it's not. Okay. Honestly, I can't really remember what happens in this one. Um, uh, this is where he reveals that Quan Chi is the murderer of Scorpion's family. Um, uh, Quan Chi was able to escape the Realm using the amulet he's stolen from Shinnok. Uh, look, a lot of this stuff really doesn't matter too much. The main takeaways you need to know uh, from Mortal Kombat 4, Deadly Alliance, Deception, and Armageddon, which are Mortal Kombat's four through seven, um, mm-hmm. is this: uh, Luke Hang gets fucking murdered. He gets raised as a zombie, <laughs> um, so he is zombie Luke Hang for a few games. Um, uh, through all of their shit. Uh, they wind up enacting a prophecy about Armageddon, which is this. There's a giant temple that just appears in the middle of nowhere, and atop it is a fire elemental warrior named Blaze. And if you manage to get to the top of the temple and you manage to beat Blaze, you get power over Armageddon to either enact it or stop it. Um, And It culminates in a giant war and a race to the top with all the combatants slaughtering each other um, for a chance to fight and beat Blaze. Um, And you might expect that it ends like every other Mortal Kombat game ends with one of the good guys getting the thing and doing the thing and winning and saving the day. It does not end that way. Shao Kahn gets to the top and he beats Blaze and he gains power over Armageddon. And the game just ends.
1: Wait, seriously?
0: Yeah. Um, and if there were any diehard Mortal Kombat fans sticking around for that, at that point they would want to know, well, what the fuck happens? So, of course, the next game, Mortal Kombat 8, is non-canonical. <laughs> and is Mortal Kombat
2: versus DC Universe. Damn! <laughs>
0: Imagine getting so fucking cockblocked when you see that the next game has Scorpion versus Batman on the cover.
1: <laughs> That's insane.
0: It is. Um, I would have been so fucking mad if I was a Mortal Kombat fan at the time. Um, yeah. So uh, all you need to know about the plot of that is that um, Dark Side and Shao Kahn uh, team up and they fuse into Dark Khan. It's basically like what DC did with Marvel and made the Amalgam Universe, except that it's only one guy that fuses instead of... But actually, Marvel versus Capcom did the same thing.
1: Yep.
3: Huh.
0: Marvel and DC... They're, they just don't want to do Amalgam again, but they'll amalgamate their villains with other people. <laughs> I, I, that never really occurred to me. That's funny. Um, but yeah, long story short, DC Universe and Mortal Kombat universe, uh, universe temporarily merge. And so every map you get is a fusion of a DC location with a Mortal Kombat location. It's pretty cool um mm-hmm. actually mortal kombat 3 technically the maps that you're fighting in there are fusions of earth realm and uh outworld locations so that's also neat. me um it doesn't matter it's non-canonical the good guys win and they trap dark in the mortal kombat universe and shao Kahn in the dc universe where they can both be indefinitely restrained because you know, they're used to breaking out of their own universe's shit. Um, mm. So now they're being held captive by other people. And that's the thing. Whatever. Now we enter the PS3 era where it starts to get really good. This is the Mortal Kombat Resurgence. Mortal Kombat from 2011. It is also referred to as Mortal Kombat 9 because it is the ninth game. Um, it is a soft reboot of the franchise. Uh, it opens up with Armageddon-empowered Shao Kahn beating the dog shit out of Raiden on top of the temple. Uh, I say temple, it's like a ziggurat. Okay. Um, and he, he's just like gloating as he beats the absolute piss out of Raiden. He's like, yep, this is Armageddon. I'm about to fucking destroy your realm because God damn it, if I can't conquer it, I'm going to kill it. (laughs) And so Raiden has his little god amulet. um, And he uses it. uh, Well, okay, it shatters during the fight. And he gathers up the pieces and all the remaining power he has. And he sends a message back in time to himself through the amulet. So it creates a new timeline. And we, this game does Mortal Kombat's one through three's story again. But now Raiden is trying to change the events um, because his amulet starts cracking. And the more it cracks, the more that's representative of it being shattered and then repeating the events of Armageddon again. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to change things in a way using memories of the original timeline that the cracks stop and the, the amulet becomes whole again, um, but every time he tries, it just cracks more. Uh, like initially, um, he he like for the Mortal Kombat one section, they just basically do the exact same stuff. Um, oh no, he tries to get Scorpion to not murder Sub Zero. Because he remembers that he winds up turning into Noob Noob Saibot. Um, And he tries to avoid that. And he almost manages to talk Scorpion down. Like Scorpion starts to calm down and stop. But Quan Chi casts an illusion to make him re-see the events of his family being slaughtered. And he sparks Scorpion's rage and Scorpion still kills Sub-Zero original one mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that didn't work Liu kang winds up having to beat um shang sung again so the events of mortal kombat 1 just happened again so for mortal kombat 2 um oh i should say the last thing that future raiden said was he must win because you gotta love keeping things as vague as possible when you're trying to alter the timeline
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah so <laughs>
0: At first, he was thinking, oh yeah, Liu Kang must win, because he's the one that originally won. But oops, that means you're just doing the same thing as before. So he's like, okay, maybe he's saying someone else must win. So when they get to the final fight for Mortal Kombat 2, he's like, Liu Kang, who- <coughs> Excuse me. I don't want you to fight Shao Kahn, because you beat him in the original timeline. We need to do something different. Kung Lao, you're a pretty cool guy. You've got a lot to live up to with your ancestor, so maybe you must win. Um, oh, yeah. Well, this isn't actually the Shao Kahn fight. It's the fight against Shang Tsung. Um, Kung Lao does manage to beat Shang Tsung. And it's cool. And he's cheering, and he's happy, and everyone's happy. And then Shao Kahn just steps up behind him and breaks his neck. Oh, my God. Yeah. So Kung Lao is just fucking dead. And in a rage... Liu Kang attacks him and he fights him and he manages to beat Shao Kahn. And so it winds up being pretty much the exact same end of Mortal Kombat 2 again. And the amulet Mm. cracks further. And At this point, Raiden's freaking out because he's trying to avoid the apocalypse. Um, And then the invasion of Earth happens again. Um, And this time, he is given knowledge of what's really going on to all the combatants They get a big round table thing going on. And Raiden's like, okay, here's what's going to happen. Liu Kang and I are going to go to the center of the universe. We're going to try to appeal to the Elder Gods directly. Nightwolf, you're in charge while I'm gone. He's like, okay. The second that Raiden and uh, Liu Kang leave, Sindel shows up. And she murders fucking everybody except for Sonya and Johnny who she's got like half dead Jesus so just like a dozen Earthrealm fighters are fucking dead now including Nightwolf and uh, oh and Katana uh, as well she's also dead <laughs> Uh, because she's like on their team at this point mm. so Raiden and Liu Kang come back, they're devastated, and Liu Kang gets pissed off at Raiden. He's like, this is your fault. You, you, you fucking left them alone, and you know because you're going crazy, maybe maybe all of this future shit is in your head. You just led us all to our deaths. Um, and Johnny and Sonya are still on Raiden's side. And they're like, what are we gonna do? And Raiden has an epiphany. Oh my God, he must win. I get it now. Shao Kahn has to win in this game. And they're like, what? He's like, yeah, because if he wins, he forcibly merges both the realms. The realms are only in the process of merging. He technically hasn't done anything substantial to the cosmos yet. But if he wins and Earthrealm and uh, Outworld become completely merged, then he'll have subverted Mortal Kombat and the Elder Gods will have to take action. And Liu Kang's like, you're a fucking idiot. They haven't done anything all this time. You think that's going to make them move? And so they wind up getting into a fight because Shao Kahn starts to come through a portal. Mm. and Liu Kang's like, I'm going to stop him. and Rain's like, no, you have to let him through that's the only way this is going to work and so uh, Liu Kang starts fighting Raiden and in self-defense, Raiden electrocutes Liu Kang, setting off his fire powers and accidentally burns him alive Wow. and so Liu Kang <laughs> winds up dying again so Shao Kahn comes through and starts beating the dog piss out of Raiden again. <laughs> Except this time he's doing it above like New York City instead of above, above a ziggurat in the middle of nowhere. Um, and he winds up reenacting the voice lines and we get to see this cool cutscene where every time Raiden's getting hit it's flashing between this instance and the instance from the end of Armageddon. Um, <laughs> with Shao Kahn saying basically the same lines like the Elder Gods masquerade as dragons, but they are mere toothless worms. That's what it was. Toothless worms. Um, which is even better. Uh, so uh, Raiden's like, Elder Gods, why? Why are you not doing anything? But then suddenly, like, the heavens part, golden light comes out, and you see, like, a bunch of tiny little golden dragons and they like surround Raiden and empower him and he gets fully healed. His amulet gets restored to one piece. Um, and he gets temporarily empowered as an elder god. Mm. <clears throat> so the final fight is Raiden versus Shao Kahn. And I'm going to tell you this. It does not fucking matter what difficulty you set this game to because Raiden versus Shao Kahn at the end of Mortal Kombat 9 is one of the most unfair and difficult fights in a video game I've ever played in my life. That bad? It's so fucking stupid how difficult it is. I hate it. I hate it. But I beat it. After like 50 fucking tries, I beat it price on a stick, dude. It sucks. <laughs> um, but Raiden does apparently win according to the game's story even though the mechanics say otherwise. He wins and those little golden dragons come out and they all bite the shit out of um, Shao Kahn and he explodes and his helmet, helmet falls on the ground and Shao Kahn is dead. Damn. He is gone. He will not come back without some serious shenanigans. Um, so Mortal Kombat 9 ends. Oh yeah, I forgot. So before Raiden uh tried to appeal or uh, tried to do that thing of letting Shokan through, like immediately after. Liu Kang and Raiden came back. And before he did the, oh, he must win means Shao Kahn deal. He actually went to the Netherrealm to bargain with Quan Chi. Mm. He tried <clears> to <throat> bargain getting the Netherrealm to side with Earth Realm, And Quan Chi was like, um, huh, interesting thought. What would I get out of this uh, deal? And Raiden's like, for every one of our Earth realm soldiers that dies in the coming battle, I will let you have claim to their souls. And Quan Chi's like, ooh, God of Thunder. That's pretty fucked up. Offering the eternal souls of people from your realm to me just so you can win? Dark. And it should be noted, there is a Dark Raiden like somewhere along the line in the PS2 games, his blue lightning turned red. I never think to mention Raiden as an inspiration for my Amplitude character. <laughs> <laughs> but that's pretty clear, um, now that I've said it out loud. Uh, but yeah, his blue lightning turned red, and he became uh, much darker, much more grimdark. Um, but yeah, he's like, that's pretty fucking dark, Raiden. Unfortunately, that means fucking nothing to me. And he's like, what? Why? He's like, because I already got your souls, bitches. And he gestures behind him. And there's a bunch of zombie versions of all the Earth Realm warriors that died. Oh my god. <laughs> He's like, what, you think I needed your permission? Dude, I've already been making revenants out of every one of those people that got murdered by Sindel. And so um Mortal Kombat can have up to like uh 2v2 fights in that game I believe and mm-hmm. uh Raiden has to 1v2 3 times in a row um I think while retaining health damage uh cause he fights like 6 of the Earthrum Warriors it's like dead Jax and dead Katana and dead Nightwolf and yada 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 shit like that um and it's only after fighting through that that he has his epiphany. Um, so we we see at the end, like, it's basically just Raiden, Sonya, and Johnny. They're the only ones left. But Shao Kahn is dead. Uh, Earth Realm is now safe because they get separated from Outworld again. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, what are we going to do now? It's a new timeline. And then we cut to the Nether Realm, and Quan Chi is like, Yep, got me an army. Here's Zombie Liu Kang again, um, and oh yeah, I work for Shinnok. So Shinnok's back, baby. Uh, which leads into Mortal Kombat X or Mortal Kombat 10. So we we're are you good to do one more segment of this? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, because I can spend a segment talking about the plot of 10 and 11. Basically. Everything up until now has been me talking about the original timeline, the original eight games, explaining a bunch of the characters, talking about the reboot, which sort of redid Mortal Kombat's 1 through 3, but then initiated a proper new timeline. Um, mm. And then 10 and 11 take that new timeline thing and run with it. So I can talk for a lot more because this is where the games become much more plot-heavy.
1: Okay. Um,
0: <clears> okay. <throat> We got four and a half minutes before the new segment. So do you have any questions? Is there anything that you're interested in knowing more about? Like maybe something I've only briefly touched on, but you wanna hear more about?
1: No, you've gone pretty in depth about everything I was curious about.
0: Yeah. Um, Okay, then I guess we'll talk about some of the mechanics. Um, You know about fatalities but do you know about babalities no or animalities no okay so babalities is literally you if you input a certain combo string in some games instead of gruesomely murdering your opponent you turn them into a fucking baby oh my god And they've all got funny uh, baby things. Like, I think if you turn Shao Kahn into a baby, um, he can't lift his hammer and he starts crying about it. Um, I think uh, Baby Kung Lao, he goes to throw his hat like a boomerang, but it comes back and it bonks him in the head, knocks him down, and he starts crying. Um, I think Baby Sub Zero uh, wets himself and. The piss at the bottom of his feet turns into a frozen puddle and he slips and he falls down.
1: That's great.
0: Um, animality is where you turn into some kind of animal and maul your opponent to death. Um, that terrible movie, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, um, it was kind of a theme was centered around animalities. And of course they got Nightwolf to talk about it in that one again talking about the animal spirits and whatnot with the native american guy um but yeah uh because Liu kang had to go on a vision quest in that movie yeah that's another thing from the 90s interpretation of native americans was vision quests that was super big um yeah he's like you have to unleash your animality and Um, remember when I was like the movie has terrible CGI Um, first of all Shao Kahn in that movie looks like a big oiled up wrestler baby man Um, he looks dumb Uh, his animality that he goes to use against Liu Kang once Liu Kang is beating him he turns into a gross hydra and Mm. Liu Kang turns into a really doofy looking top heavy dragon um Wu Kang,
2: Animality, uh,
0: Annihilation. Let me see if I can. Oh, God, it looks so fucking bad, dude. Um,
2: this is an actual still from an actual movie.
0: Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrendous. That's Liu Kang versus Shao Kahn. Shao Kahn hasn't turned into the Hydra yet. Um, uh, I-, I want you to look at the scene in motion um, to see just how bad it is. Uh, how much time we got left? Less than a minute. Okay, uh, watch this um, and we'll come back and we'll get your reaction to it. Uh, we're back, and I'm just going to sort of dawdle and let the time run out until then.
1: This animation is absolutely horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> the,
0: the fucking transition of Shao Kahn transforming into his animality looked so fucking stupid. He had a giant ass forehead. Yeah,
1: <laughs> this is horrible.
0: Oh god. Um, oh god the top comment of this video is wow these are some pretty impressive special effects for a fan film this movie (laughs) had a budget of over 30 million dollars
1: oh my god (laughs) Jesus
2: Christ
0: bear in mind 30 million dollars in
2: 1997
0: money so yeah oh boy Okay. God, I
1: would never want that that movie linked to my name if I ever made movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All
0: right. Um. But yes. Uh. The that movie is the worst thing that Mortal Kombat has made. Do not worry. I that is not representative of the quality of the series. Um. In fact, if you want to see something that's representative of the quality of the series, now that we're talking about Mortal Kombat 10, um. As one last thing I want to link you to, uh, I want to show you the Mortal Kombat 10 trailer, which is one of the coolest video game trailers, in my
2: opinion. I fucking love it. Um. Uh,
0: here it is. All
1: right, here we go.
0: Yeah, because the selling point of this game was that you can now start using the environment to damage your opponent. So mm. they represented that in the trailer here.
2: Right off the bat,
1: the special effects are better.
0: <laughs> yeah, it uh, looks great. What's great is that. A lot of the fight is shot from the 2D plane that you actually play the fighting game in.
2: Mm. Like,
0: this is strikingly what the games look like these days.
1: That's insane.
0: Like most of the moves they're actually using in this trailer are moves you can use in the game.
1: That's awesome, actually. Yeah, I like when they do that and not just add things for flair.
2: Yeah.
1: That was a casual fucking Spider-Man move right there.
2: It's so fucking good, dude. That actually looks amazing. It is. there's there's <clears throat> some divisive elements about Mortal Kombat X. Ah, um, uh,
0: but I, I I loved it because it brought a new vibe to Mortal Kombat, and the the possibilities were, Uh, open for some crazy shit now, now that we were in a new timeline. Um, Mm -hmm. So let me tell you about the story of Mortal Kombat X. Um, It starts very soon after the events of Mortal Kombat 9. Shinnok and Quan Chi lead an army of uh, damned souls to attack Earthrealm. Uh, and the highest uh, level combatants that they have are all the revenants of the Earthrealm warriors. Um, like for instance, Jack shows up and he's got like wicked new, like spiky metal arms and shit. Um, so what what Shinok is after um, is uh, a font of magic that is like a direct access to the god power that Raiden draws on from Earthrealm itself. Mm. Um, so he's attacking various places in the world to help keep Earthrealm's defense force split up, while he focuses the bulk of his attack on Raiden's temple. Uh, and Raiden and his brother Fujin, the Wind God, are both uh, working together to, to defend it. Um and they've also got the Order of Light, the Shaolin monks helping them and whatnot. But meanwhile, Johnny Cage has actually transitioned from being a Hollywood man to being a military man. Him and Sonya are together. And um, he is helping with the Earth Defense Force. Um, and they wind up fighting against Revenant, Scorpion, and Sub-Zero. Um, I should say the second Sub-Zero. So, Kwai um He got murdered. He was one of the people that got murdered. Actually, oh yeah, I forgot to mention, in Mortal Kombat 9, one of the things that Raiden tried to change is that Smoke got Cyberized. Uh, Cyber Smoke is an old Mortal Kombat character. Um, And he did it. He saved Smoke. But in his place, Kwai Lang got captured and Cyberized. Oh, shit. So so we had a Cyber Sub-Zero which is fucking sick. He was awesome. Um, And when he got murdered, um, his revenant was, you know, it's his soul, right? So it's just in human form again. Um, But yeah, one of the coolest opening scenes to a video game is Johnny Cage inside a helicopter mid-flight fighting revenant versions of both Scorpion and Sub-Zero. I guess Scorpion is already a revenant, but you get what I mean.
1: <clears throat> yeah.
0: Um and uh eventually that fight culminates in um oh yeah, when Sonya and Johnny are fighting Jax, they're they're able to break Shinnok's hold over him and some of the font of um god power energy goes into him and it like revives him from the dead. And so he's just alive now. And so they realize they can revive everyone else using this method. Mm. Um, and so they manage to get to the temple. Shinok is there, and he is sort of beating the brakes off of um Raiden and Fujin. And Johnny goes to fight him, and suddenly Johnny starts growing with glowing with green energy. Um Everyone, he can do weird green energy shit. Like he has this thing where he does like an underhanded throw of a lobbed green energy ball, or like he can do his move shadow kick, where he like he does like a a kick move, but he like slides in place across the floor while he flashes with green energy for a few seconds. He starts getting this green glow completely, and we find out that the reason that Johnny has had untapped potential. Is because he is a descendant of ancient warriors, um, an ancient warrior race on Earth that used to fight in the Mortal Kombat tournament religiously. Um, mm. and they're like Celtic warriors or some shit. I can't remember. But so he starts tapping into that power and he manages to beat Shinnok with it. And they decapitate that motherfucker and they take his amulet and. Raiden uses the amulet to revive all of the Revenants, except for Revenant Liu Kang and Katana, who weren't around when he did that. Um, Okay. So, Revenant Liu Kang and Katana, after Shinnok and Quan Chi are defeated, they decide that they're going to be the rulers of the Netherrealm. Um, And then we cut to like 25 years later. And now a bunch of the combatants have kids Um, and this game introduces Cassie cage, who she's the daughter of Johnny and Sonia. Has a lot of the look and the fighting style of her mom and a lot of the attitude of her dad so she's basically. um, What if you took a, a stereotypical valley girl like a Barbie and you made her a military brat. And guess what? They got fucking Barbie to voice her. Oh, wait, seriously? Yeah. The voice actress who does Barbie voices Cassie Cage. Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) That's amazing.
0: Yeah. I didn't realize this, but she is also the woman who voices Futaba from Persona 5, who is, like, my waifu from that game. Wait, for real? Yeah. Holy shit. So she really has a good range. She can be Valley Girl. Hi, I'm Barbie. Or she can be a fucking gremlin, neat freak who like spends way too much time playing MMOs. <laughs> um, it's great. I love her for it. Uh, <laughs> um, we also get Jackie Briggs, who is the daughter of Jax. Um, she has not lost her arms, but. She does have these like cyber gauntlet things she wears on her hands that allow her to mimic her dad's fighting style a bit. Mm. Um, We also get a Shirai Ryu kid. um, Kung Jin, I think is his name. Um, He's a dick, but yeah, whatever. And then the son of um, Kenshi. Kenshi is this blind dude who helped them fight in the battle against Shinnok at the beginning of the game. He is blind, uh, but he can like reach out with the Force basically to sense his surroundings. And he's also a telekinetic. Um, so he's really cool. Uh, a blind telekinetic swordsman. Mm. Uh, his son, Takeda, uh, rounds out the the new combatants. So the combat kids, they're called, the four of them, um, they have their own squad. It's pretty cool, and uh, there's some political shit happening in Outworld. Um, there is a new named Codal Khan named um, Kotal Khan. He's based on like Aztec, bit Aztec, Mayan, Incan, whatever you know, Mesoamerican shit. Like he he's called the Feathered Serpent God, you know, and he he wears like a feathered headdress and he has like the nose piercing and. He's got like painted green skin, and um, he fights with like an Aztec weapon, um, all that shit. So he is trying to make a newer, more peaceful outworld. And Melina says, fuck that shit. She is leading an insurgents that is trying to forcibly depose Kotal. She wants to be Melina Khan. And she thinks it is her birthright because she is the true daughter of Shao Khan. See, the thing with Kitana is that she was adopted um, and she was a traitor. But Molina is the clone of Kitana. And she's even got Tarkatan DNA. So she's a true representative of Outworld. She is the, she is the true Khan. So there's like a civil war going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and Earthrealm obviously has a vested interest in helping Kotal. Since he wants to, you know, not invade and murder them all. So they send the combat kids um, to Owlworld. But first, they want to test them. They send them to the Lin Kuei residence, and Grandmaster Sub Zero tests them. And he's voiced by Steve Bloom in that game, and it's awesome. Um, uh, but yeah, so the long and short of Mortal Kombat X is they're trying to deal with that civil war and they're also trying to deal with um, Shinnok uh, trying to like get resurrected and whatnot and ultimately we find ourselves in a similar situation Uh, Shinnok is resurrected he's in oh yeah he didn't get decapitated. he just got like imprisoned in his amulet that's what happened yeah yeah okay Mortal Kombat X I'm not going off of Wikipedia I'm going off my own memories. sorry in Mortal Kombat X um the big thing is that not only are they trying to quell the civil war in Outworld but Shinnok's amulet appeared in Outworld and Shinnok is trapped inside of it and they're trying to not let people who would release him get a hold of it but alas um they released him Shinnok is out He's back in Raiden's temple again. He's trying to c- corrupt the life stream or whatever the fuck it is. Um, and he beats Johnny this time. So Cassie winds up glowing with the green glow, and she winds up managing to beat Shinnok. and this is where they decapitate that motherfucker. They're like, "Yeah, we're not imprisoning you this time. We're just killing you." And um, <laughs> he's like, "You can't kill me, you idiots. I'm an elder god. I'm an immortal. They're like, oh, well, then I guess this is really going to suck for you then. And they decapitate him. <laughs> yep. So now he's just an animated head that can't do anything. Um, and so Mortal Kombat X ends. They're like, yeah, we did it. We saved the day. And Mortal Kombat 11, we find out that. Shinnok has a mother named Kronika. She is not technically an elder god. She rules over time and she is disappointed in Shinnok. Um, and she starts converting combatants from across the different realms to her cause, whether they're Earth realm or Outworld or whatever. Anyone who will listen saying whatever trauma you've gone through, I can alter your past. I can change it. Join me. We're gonna make a new timeline, a perfect timeline. And uh, one of the people she manages to convince is Jax, who is depressed about the loss of his wife. Um, He's been a farmer since he got resurrected from the dead. Um, And really Jackie and Jax wind up fighting because Jackie is firmly on the side of we have to protect this timeline and Jax is like, no, we need to bring your mother back. We can have a timeline, a life where all of us live together. Um, And yeah, basically the entire thing comes about stopping Chronica from rebooting the franchise again. Um, She is manipulating battles these battles generate energy, which she is absorbing into her little tiara, her crown. And Mm. uh, she's going to absorb all this energy into her crown, then use it on the sands of time to reverse time. And one of the big things that happens is that she merges the past with the present. So we wind up seeing past versions like from the first three Mortal Kombat games, the original trilogy of characters come to the future. And some of them interact with themselves. Johnny Cage, when he was just a Hollywood douchebag, meets Johnny Cage, the military man and father. And those two fucking hate each other. Um, okay. That's very interesting. Uh, Liu Kang, he, he comes from the past, so he's alive. Um, And he's not happy to hear that uh, the future version of him is an evil revenant warlord. Um, But Raiden decides to keep the details of how that happened to himself. Raiden's also been using Shinnok's amulet a lot now. So he started turning into Dark Raiden again. Um, Because he likes the power boost uh, and he thinks he's still doing it for the side of good, but he's acting more and more corrupted as time goes on. Um, There winds up being a thing where it turns out Jade, who has basically just been an assistant to uh, Katana throughout this entire franchise, actually has had a romance in the past with Kotal. So now Kotal and Jade are trying to like be the top dogs in Outworld. Oh yeah, Melina's dead now. I I forgot to mention that. Okay, but things culminate. The revenant Lu Kang tells the past Lu Kang, "Oh no, okay, I remember now." So, uh, the the past Lu Kang gets kidnapped by Kronika um, and taken to where she is, and Revenant Lu Kang starts fighting with Raiden. And in the middle of their fight, Raiden suddenly gets a flash of knowledge. This isn't the first time this has happened. When he created a new timeline in Mortal Kombat 9, this was not the second timeline. This has happened a lot. Kronika has been constantly recycling the timeline, remaking it, trying to make it what she deems perfect condemning these people to endlessly slaughter each other across time over and over and over again. And the only people she fears that could stop her are Raiden and Liu Kang. So she always manipulates things so that those two fight and kill each other. Damn. Damn. We see like six different universal iterations of Liu Kang and uh, Raiden fighting. And at that point Raiden goes, I can't let this happen anymore. I can't fight you Liu Kang. But more importantly, if she makes it so that we can't work together to stop her. Then we just need to pool all of our combined power into one person. And he starts energizing Revenant Liu Kang. And he does the method um, with the live stream or whatever to revive him. And so what happens is all of Raiden's god power goes into Revenant Liu Kang. Revenant Liu Kang dissipates, and all of that power goes into past, currently alive Liu Kang. So he gets the power of two Liu Kangs plus a god and he becomes fire god Liu Kang. Damn. And because he's already where Kronika is, the final battle becomes fire god Liu Kang versus Kronika. And he has the power of fire and lightning now. So Raiden turns himself into a mortal to give them a fighting chance. And Chronica activates the sands of time. And so as they're battling, the stage gradually goes back in time. Um, you're fighting in the modern era, you're fighting in like medieval era, you're fighting in the dinosaur era, until finally you're fighting <clears throat> in the cosmic void where the Big Bang takes place.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And Liu Kang manages to beat her. And he goes, okay. I'm ending this. I'm going to create a new era. Uh, but there is a DLC where... Oh, oh yeah, I, I guess I forgot to mention. Mortal Raven shows up, and he's like, hey, man, so I'm only going to be able to live uh, for, you know, like 100 or so years now because I'm a human. Um, but I do have millennia of experience as a god. Uh, let me help you. I'll help you guide... Creation into what it should be, and so they decide to end things uh, as friends and sort of like a mentor apprentice, but the mentor the apprentice becomes the master type deal, and it's very sweet. Uh, But there is a DLC where, uh oh, they don't have Chronica's crown, and they can't properly restart the universe until they get it, and it's like well pretty much everyone else is dead or whatever. How can we do this? And Liu Kang gets a very unpleasant idea. He goes, wait, I do know someone who can help us. And he enlists the help of Shang Tsung. (laughs) And he's like, look, you and me have this eternal beef. I get it. But if you want like, I can give you a decent place in the new era. you got to help me get there, though. And Shang Tsung's like, huh, yes, all right. We will work together for now. And they wind up hopping between time periods trying to get this crown. Um, without giving Chronica knowledge of what happens and a chance to like change time and resurrect yourself, obviously. Uh, they manage to get it. After a lot of chicanery and trickery. But ultimately, Shang Sung manages to get a hold of the crown. And he uses it to empower himself. And so it's at this point in the, um, in the DLC, you get to choose whether you want to play as fire god Liu Kang or temporally empowered Shang Sung. You get to choose who wins. Um, the canonical version though is that Liu Kang wins. Okay. strips Song of the Crown, and he uses it to create his new era.
2: I bet you wouldn't have thought
0: that Mortal Kombat had this kind of lore.
1: No, I really didn't. I expected it to just to be like some fighting game with maybe a little bit, but not this in-depth.
0: Yeah. It it goes deep, bro. (laughs) So I have one last uh, clip I want to show you. It is... The trailer that came out a couple of days ago that sparked my interest in doing this episode. I want to hear your live reaction to it.
1: Okay. Jeez. Fucking
2: brutal. <laughs> Holy shit. You have chosen to defy peace, war
1: Okay, that goes hard.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Oh, dude, I'm so fucking excited.
1: That looks amazing.
0: Doesn't it? Oh, my God. I'm so fucking jacked up for it. And... A lot of that means fucking nothing if you don't have the context for it. So yeah. this was it. This was my ruse. This was my plot. This was my ploy. This was my plan. I, I wanted to do an episode to teach you about the lore of Mortal Kombat so I can show you that trailer and you can know what it means.
1: <laughs> When's this come out?
0: They just announced it like two days ago. Oh, uh, okay. It says uh, available in... Well, okay, it says beta access available in August. Damn, All right. not
1: hmm.
0: it? Yeah, so it won't be too long within the next year. Um, and one of the big things about this is that they say that it's going to be the first Mortal Kombat game that's an assist-based fighter. Um, so they've got cameo characters with a K, um, which are not going to be part of the actual playable roster but um you can select them to come in for assist attacks
1: oh that'll be cool
0: yeah they'll probably do some of like the less iconic Mortal Kombat characters as that so that Mm. way they don't have to program them entirely um oh fuck one of the related videos I got um I forgot to mention that um, one of the fatality alternatives is friendship.
1: Killing um, us.
0: No, no, you you just you do a combo and you do a friendship. Like I know one of the original ones is Johnny signs a headshot of himself and he gives it to the other person, mm. and that's how the fight ends. But like Damn. the modern friendships are so fucking funny. Jax does epic sax guy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um raiden does like a laser light show it's it's very funny um all right so that's Mortal combat now i gotta ask you um do any of these characters sound like they appeal to you like do any of them immediately strike you as like oh that might be a favorite of mine
1: i forgot his name but it's the one that did the fucking half fire, half ice at the newest trailer you just showed me.
0: That's Liu Kang.
1: Um, yeah.
0: It wasn't ice, it was uh, electricity.
1: Electricity, my bad.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, that's Fire God Liu Kang specifically. Because normal Liu Kang can be a little bit on the blander side of the Mortal Kombat characters. Um, but yeah, as Fire God, he's fucking sick.
1: <laughs> he would be cool to play as if we get to.
0: We should. He's playable in Mortal Kombat 11. Mm. Um, I don't see why they wouldn't. Uh, Yeah, and the characters that appeared in that trailer, so they're confirmed for this game. Um, Kitana and Melina were both in that carriage. Um, uh, The the two people with the hats were Raiden and Kung Lao. Um, We saw Scorpion and Sub-Zero. Uh, and Shang Song, obviously, at the end, coming through mm. the portal. So uh, we, we've at least got confirmed that those, what is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight
2: characters. They're confirmed. Awesome. Um,
0: and, um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, oh, one thing that a lot of people have been talking about, They very quickly confirmed that Melina will be in this new game because that's been a controversy is that she wasn't in Mortal Kombat 11. People lost their fucking minds. Really? They got so pissed that she wasn't in it because she died in Mortal Kombat X's story. And and a past version of her didn't appear when the time portal opened. So people were livid that they couldn't play as Melina. When I say people are horny for her, people are so like, she is like the mainstream fuckable monster girl.
1: <laughs> I mean, I would.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, Anyway. I'm excited. Uh, Does this seem like a game series that might interest you now?
1: Story-wise, yes. Gameplay-wise, not really, though. It's just not my type of game.
0: Um, If that's the case, I would recommend at least you play Mortal Kombat 11 with the Aftermath DLC. It's free. Um, Okay. Because it is such a cool story. I think Jennifer Hale Voices Chronica oh really yeah and uh, she's fantastic in every role she does um from femme shep to uh, captain marvel
1: damn oh we uh, still have to talk about shepherd at some point
0: we do trust me it's it's gonna get done <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh
0: okay so yeah i i recommend at least you play that mortal kombat 10 um I think is also fun, but it's not necessary to do both of them. Uh, Mortal Kombat 10 had a lot of horror movie characters, though. If you're interested in that, ooh,
1: oh, I think I've uh, seen a little bit of that actually, or heard about it. As yeah,
0: point. Uh, Mortal Kombat in modern years will get a lot of uh, guest characters. Like it's had uh, the Spawn is in Mortal Kombat 11, um, RoboCop, uh, the Terminator. Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, um, Joker. It's really easy for them to do Joker because they already did Joker in Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. Mm. So they've already got that moveset done. Um, yeah, there, there's a bunch of cool side characters you can play as in these games. I should also say this is the same team that also did the Injustice games. Oh, no shit. Okay. Yeah. Injustice is basically like, hey, remember when we did Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe? What if we just did a DC fighting game?
1: I heard a lot of people loved that game. Again, not really my type of thing, but
0: it's very fun. Yeah, um, I do like fighting games. I don't get like super heavily into them. Like, I don't learn how to do TODs or anything like that. I think that shit makes the game not fun. Where if the opponent gets you in a single combo, you can just lose. Mm. Yeah. Like, what's the point? That I'm not playing a game, I am watching that you perfected a combo. That's cool for you. I want to play a fucking video game. <laughs> it's not fun if there's not at least some form of back and forth. Or if there's yeah. not at least a chance. Like, even if you get a perfect victory against me, If there were multiple breaks where I was able to do things, where I was able to throw attacks, but I either whiffed on them or you blocked them perfectly or whatever, then fine. At least I was playing.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I started playing Power Rangers uh, uh, Battle for the Grid again. And I'm reminded that this game has no combo breaker mechanic. And I just get hitting a 58-string combo in the story mode on easy difficulty or even in the fucking tutorial. And I'm like, what (laughs) the hell? It's not anything I'm doing wrong. It's just that I haven't trained myself to do a fucking 50-hit combo. I do like four or five-hit combos. Maybe if I'm feeling extra saucy, a seven or eight-hit combo. You've
1: heard it here. He's not saucy enough.
0: I shouldn't have to be.
1: No, I understand. It's...
0: <laughs> I shouldn't have to be fighting at a professional level in the fucking tutorial.
1: Yeah, that's that's a little insane.
0: Uh. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Uh, <laughs> you can support the series on, uh, I used to say my anchor page. I guess now it's my Spotify for podcasters page. Um, it does not roll off the tongue as well um it works like a monthly subscription just like patreon uh and i will shout you out shout out to kyrie who supports me um uh you can join the cape corner discord i'll sometimes put polls there fun memes character discussions recently we had a who do you think would win between unicron and galactus um hang on let me let me shout out this dude who uh talks a lot, uh, Scotty Hawkeye, shout out to you, man. Um, I'm sorry I didn't really have much to say about that one. I didn't feel confident <laughs> talking about it because I admittedly don't actually know a whole lot about Unicron. Um, uh, but you're you're cool for bringing stuff like that up. Uh, you can also follow me at Cape Corner on Twitter. My personal Twitter is at BeyondBlue13. You, you don't really want me to plug social media for you anymore, right?
1: Uh, actually, I was thinking earlier. Yeah, you can plug my Twitter.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, what is it? At Margo Mayhem?
1: Uh, it's Margo Malicious, actually.
0: Okay, got it. Uh, so you can follow Jay over there. Um, share the episode with a friend if you got anyone that's uh, interested in Mortal Kombat. Um you know this is a good episode to share or if you're just in love with that banger of a theme song oh it's so fun good uh um i'm just gonna be spamming people with that theme song for the next few months i apologize for the person that i will become you're fine uh I think that's about it. Oh, Paula Pods Podcast Network. Uh, so SJW Comic Book Club, uh, True Believers Comic Book Podcast, and Phantom Optimist. Link trees in the description. They're all really cool. Give them a listen. We're at less than a minute. So once again, thank you for joining me on this, Jay. No problem. And everybody, thank you for listening. Stay strong, stay true to yourselves, and remember, we can all be heroes. Fatality.